Hey guys, Joe Miles here with Osseo Gear. This is the Mission Whitetail Podcast. We're going to be doing a deep dive into what it truly takes to kill these mature bucks. We're going to step outside the box and look at the why for gear, tactics, training, and more importantly, the mindset from over 35 years of chasing these magnificent animals all over North America. Thank you for following along and welcome to Mission Whitetail. All right, guys, welcome back. Mission Whitetail. We got a cool episode today. Ben Harrison, the creator of the Bowhunting League, is with us. And uh, Ben, man, so glad to have you. Um, tell us a little bit. You know, we, we do the same thing, I guess, with all our guests. But uh, give us a little background so guys know who you are, and then we can kind of dive into the, the Bowhunting League and, and everything, you know, that, that goes on with that. Because, you know, we're signed up. Team Osseo, Team 200, got two good teams for this year. It's going to be a lot of fun. So give us a little background on you and a little bow hunting history on you. Okay. So um, I'm Ben Harrison. I live in uh, southern Indiana. I was born and raised in Tennessee. Um, moved up here. I guess we've been up here nine years uh, now. We really like southern Indiana. It's a lot more country and stuff than <laughs> everything's getting built back up built up in Tennessee, but Tennessee's still home. Uh, been bow hunting since college. I didn't get into it until I was done playing college baseball and playing baseball in general. Baseball just takes up so much time. And uh, yeah, started bow hunting college and uh, that's about it. We, you know, I've been deer hunting all my life like most guys, right? My dad took me when I was little. I, I went with him before I could hunt myself you know i would go and stuff and that's how i got started and that's a very similar uh story everybody else but um but yeah yeah we're we're doing living it up here in indiana so tell me about baseball where uh where'd you because i played college baseball too where, where'd you play so i played at a nai school in uh, west tennessee bethel university um it's real close to if if you fish. It's real close to uh, uh, Barkley Lake, Kentucky Lake area. Oh yeah, um, like like Katie's and uh, and, and what else? Hopkinsville and all that's right around there. Is it land yeah, it's, yeah. You're yeah. You're west of the lakes. Um, you're in between. You're actually in between Real Foot Lake and uh, like Barkley Lake. Okay. And and and, Par and Kentucky Lake, Paris Land, and all that area. So. Real pretty area. Um, played baseball there, and uh, ended up graduating from University of Tennessee Martin. Uh, it's in West Tennessee. My buddy. That's that's where my bow hunting really started. Um, I had a roommate, a lifelong friend, uh, Matt Powell, and uh, got started bow hunting. Just bow hunting back home stuff. You know, small permission place. Um, nothing crazy, and. Uh, here we are still, still, I still hunt down there. Well, Kentucky, you know, Indiana, those are, those are big buck States. You know, I hunt a good bit in that same area over around Katie's Kentucky and Trenton. Oh yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Early is season. Man. Is that Cribden County? What County is Katie's? Oh, uh, that's Trigg and Christian. Trigg. Yep. Yeah. Trigg okay. County and Christian County. And, and yeah, and there's some big deer in there. I've, I've had the run-ins with a couple, couple good yeah. ones. I hunt Christian. Yeah, I hunt Christian County and uh, Todd. Yep. Now, currently, and yeah, so it's yeah, it's awesome. 
still really good hunting no matter what people tell you yeah the, the rifle hunting during the the, the rut is, is yeah tough it. on them <laughs> but, but you know it, it being a one buck state whether you're a resident or non-resident you know that that helps um if, if they can sneak through that rut man or if we get some unseasonably hot weather the following year for bow season can be incredible oh yeah for sure velvet's all awesome too because it opens so early you know that season i mean you look at and now that Tennessee has a velvet season, you know, Tennessee, home state, I go down there three days in August, nothing's open, miserably hot, but it's yes. fun because you can hunt deer on feeding patterns. And no matter if it's 95 degrees or if it's, you know, you get a cool, cool front, you know, 82, you know, that's, yeah. that's all right, you know, but yeah, right. yeah, it's a grind. <laughs> for sure. It is, it is. But yeah, I mean, September 2nd is the opener this year and, and I, I, I plan on being there. So I'm yeah excited about uh, the Kentucky opener. Um, well, shifting gears a little bit, appreciate the intro, the, the bow hunting league, you know, I knew absolutely nothing about the bow hunting league and I, I have really just gotten into social media in the last couple of years. So, so forgive me, but Rendell Eric, our mutual buddy, uh, helped us at some trade shows this year and he told me about it. And then I met you at the, uh, Indiana show. Yep. Um, you came up and we talked for I, I, probably 30, 45 minutes. Maybe it was a, mm -hmm. it was a pretty long conversation and, and I was super intrigued and, and pretty much told you right then, you know, me and Osseo, we, we'd like to be a part of it. Um, because it's, it's right up our alley you know the bow hunting mm -hmm. side of things and what you guys do is right up our alley and so tell us kind of how you got started with the bow hunting league and then what it's all about and, and let's go ahead and dive into that right off the rip so uh the bow hunting league was 100 percent generated um because uh other contests so for instance forums when forums were huge right and you know you had uh, archery talk bowhunting.com all those big forums right they had deer contests every fall okay but what they would do is you'd sign up you just literally just they signed me up and they'd take your username and throw it in a randomizer and they would make all the teams right i had such a good time doing that i did that for like three or four years and i reminded i made all my friends download the apps I was like, guys, y'all have got to do this. It's fun. You meet people. Like I was probably the biggest recruiter for those two forums for those deer contests that they had. Um, I mean, I went out, I told every one of my friends all the time, right? So got in there and the only thing I didn't like about it was um, you would get in there, get season would get going. Your team would be up in the stands. Everybody's killing deer. Everybody's pushing each other. And then gun season starts hitting in these states, people start falling off. They're they're non-existent, right? And and I even like I complained a couple of times, you know, just being not not knowing anything, right? I thought I was gonna change somebody's mind, right? And like, but <laughs> when you get in there, like I'm I was so passionate about it, and I was like, man, what's what's the deal? Like I've got a half a team now, you know what I'm saying? We're not gonna win. And uh come come back to it, like. You know, I was thinking, you know, why don't we do this? Why don't I start one? Sure. You know, we had, I had a, a group, a group of friends. We all hunted together. It was like seven or eight of us. And I was like, we, I was like, there's, we can make, uh, I, we start off the contest first three years. It was five man teams. I said, we can make, I, we can make two teams right here. 
And then I said, I'll just make a post. We had a little uh, Facebook page uh, called One Shot, One Soul. All right. And it was just us. It was just a place we could, you know, throw our hunting picks in where everybody could see them. Right. All of our friends were because we're always telling people like, hey, my son, my buddy killed a big deer, blah, blah, blah. Well, we wanted one place where we could just take people to and they could we could show them all of our deer for the year because we were all killing two, three bucks a year. Right. Which we thought we were. Fan, you know the best dang hunters ever shooting 115 inch three-year-olds but like whatever we're having a blast right right and i i really wanted to bring that like i saw how much camaraderie I, we had and I, I was like i really want to bring this to other people there's no there's no big picture on this thing it wasn't like um you know i was like hey you know this is we'll get 10,000 teams in this thing at some point and it's going to be this and we're going to get Osseo gear as our sponsor and all this. No, 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 no. It was all a passion of camaraderie and it literally just adds to the hunt. When you've got guys you can celebrate with or spin ideas off or send them a freaking uh, a topo map or aerial photo and say, look, I bumped him right here. He ran this way. How do I, how can I get in here without that? You just things, right? Everything aspects of hunting. It amplifies it tenfold when you have somebody to bounce ideas off of, even if they're in three states away, right? Sure. That's what, that's, I didn't realize it would have those impacts, but I was just like, hey, if we can just get people to collect like we collect, they're going to have more fun pushing each other as a team. I was thinking just the little teams, right? I wasn't thinking like nationwide and all your know, friendships and networking stuff. None of that yet, right? And we started out, we had, uh, I think we had 13 teams the first year, right? I hand built every single team. Really? I went through and, and said, I went on our, because algorithms and Facebook, all that was different then, right? And uh, which you just said, you don't know anything about social media, which is fine. But <laughs> but what we did is I just said, I, I need I need some guys to compete in a deer contest. Well, they you know, I had people say, hey, we'll do it or whatever. And like I would say, send me your I mean, I don't even remember how I built them or anything back then. But I'd say, send me some kill picks and I'll create all a little team collage. Like the whole collage thing was all started the first year. I have no idea where I came up with that, but I just did it. I'll have a thousand ideas a year and one or two will stick, right? Sure. Well, that stuck. So I was doing that. We had the little team collages and like it was, you know, these 13 teams against each other, right? Well, the first three years we grew 30, 40%, right? Steady, but you still weren't crushing anything. You know, the, the third year we had 50 teams in it, okay? And I'm just going to give you a full timeline of... Yeah, yeah, please. That's awesome. Yeah. So the fourth the fourth year facebook created groups okay again just i didn't know what we we're going to do with group i didn't understand the group but i was like i'm going to start one right we start the group and i i tell everybody hey we're going to do our deer entries through this group right where everybody can see them um that way they're not peeing me uh, they were sending me private messages with every deer entry, dude, it was an absolute nightmare. <laughs> 50 Even teams. with just 50 teams. Because the thing is, all these 50 teams were at, they were all killers. They're everybody that saw and supported and hunted the way we did and hunted their asses off. So, like, literally, we had our first, like, our, 
that that third year we had 50 teams we had three bucks over 200 killed out of 150 hunters wow that's impressive we had like eight deer over 170 killed out of 150 hunters that's incredible that's nuts like we don't do that now we don't we didn't even have a 200 killed last year um and well, that's, they're, they're that's so rare i mean they're so yeah rare. yeah so that just shows you the base right and we had the buy-in of all those guys you know we were all having fun right and we still have fun but like it's crazy because like that's the base right well what we've noticed is so like um as we've gone on so we start the facebook group well i, I started a thread well facebook had their algorithms cranked way up on the groups trying to get these groups launched right because they knew they needed to um take people from just their little friend networks you know they need they needed to connect people right and they didn't have a way to connect them well the group's way a common interest right yeah well they had the groups cranked way up on the algorithms i put out a post like hey you know sign your dear team up you know do your team name and and everybody has to and i told them i said everybody has to have facebook right not now that's not the case but I, then i said and you had to tag them all right so i can put them in the thing we had 400 and, and uh we had like 450 teams sign up that year we went from 50 to 450 because facebook started facebook groups that was literally it like i mean that that you know and it's but it's everybody telling each other and yep. it was it was ran wow. like a like but it was ran like a true it was actually that I look at it as like the, the golden days of Facebook. That was the best time to be on Facebook was that year was 2017. So saying that did that. And we, we had, um, our team signups were through Facebook. See, we, that we did that that way for 17, 18, uh 19 i want, I want let me take you we started in 15 i want to it was like yeah maybe it was no it was the 18 contest we started that but anyway we did it that way for a while huge pain in the neck we're getting entries submitted through facebook messenger i told chelsea that was like a year that i was just like i am i cannot do this like i mean because what it's doing is when everybody's killing their deer that's what i'm wanting to be hunting and i'm hunting so i'm coming home and putting deer entries in and i was handling all the scoreboard and everything right well a couple years ago dan nath came on all right dan nath's an engineer he saw he saw what we were doing. He said, Hey man, if you ever need any help with the scoreboard, I can help you. And I was doing everything off of Excel spreadsheet. Then that takes it to a different level. He sends us, everything is done through the website now. So like everybody, no matter where you're at social media wise, if you don't have social media, that's fine. As long as you have access to the internet, you can enter your deer. And he has totally changed my life from because when i got removed from that role and he handled it and he didn't need my help and he's he's you know he's a self-starter and all this stuff right this is yep. i feel like i'm promoting him for like a job or something but like hey, what's, what's his email yeah. address and phone yeah. number uh, we, he, we he's freaking amazing i'm serious i'm serious like and if anybody's listening to this and they need like a a, a go-getter and a a brainiac he's the guy so came to me 
we start work together and um that's when i saw like i was able to really get back to taking care of everybody again right i wasn't frustrated when somebody asked me a question um I, you know because i wasn't overwhelmed you know what i'm saying because yeah. that's what I, i'm passionate about it i, I want to see everybody kill deer and i, I want to kill deer myself right and i had the opportunity to 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 really get back to taking care of everybody while Dan Nat's running the ship, right? You know, the mechanics of the contest, right? Um, had the opportunity to meet new people, right? And and yeah. like make sure I'm, you know, people see stuff going on, like uh DA Porter. Uh he saw stuff going on and you know, he's he's like, Hey, we need to do this, you know, you need to do that. And so like as far as like when I was swarmed and stressed out with the promotion, uh, with the contest school board and stuff like that, DA came in, right? So DA actually came in a little bit before Dan, but DA helped with promotion and all that stuff while I'm like just putting teams on a list, right? And then Dan took that all away from me. So like, and that, that, that totally removed my stress, right? Because here I'm getting stressed out because we're growing. And then, yeah. you know, you got this guy that takes care of that. So the mechanics of it. But those were the two biggest guys as far as, like, the actual growth. Um, we we had guys going. Like, this is crazy, the stuff we did to launch this. Like, we had uh, Matt Powell, my buddy that I was telling you about, that I went to college with and lifelong friend. We've been friends since we were seven. Yeah. <laughs> like, we grew up on the same creek. We hunt yeah. together all year and stuff. We would go into these Facebook groups and recruit, and we'd have threads that have four or five hundred comments in them, and like everybody's PMing us, and we're telling them how to get to the group and how to sign up, and uh, the saying all that. Now we're here because I'll ramble, but like now we're here, and uh, last year we had twelve hundred and forty-two teams, thirty-seven hundred and twenty-six guys sign up. Yeah, boy, that's incredible. Yeah, and I'm telling you, like I've had people come on and help. I've got people that um, that want to be a part of this because they what it is like, it, you know, it's kind of like our escape, right? It's like one of those things that we can escape to year round. You know, we can mess with deer hunting year round with this, right? We can mess sure. with turkey hunting year round, and we can shoot our bow and talk to other people shooting their bow and show it. You know, like there's so many little things. It's a year round thing. We keep something going all year, right? Yep. And um, it's it's amazing um where it's where we're at so and i didn't say this and i tell everybody before we get too far you know too far into things um the contest is 100 percent free yep we we will never ever charge anybody to want to come hang out and to send us their deer picks and their scores right that's the way i look at it it's things you know we're you know everybody that competes you know, they look at it like they look at everything they get from it, the networking, the friendships and the, the you know, the cheerleaders, all that stuff. Right. But the thing is. Immediately, I recognize like, hey, everybody else is putting in work, too. You know, like our like our like our members, when they help out somebody or if they, you know, like if somebody has a question, you know, about the contest, they jump in and tell them. Right. I've got we've got, you know, we got hundreds of advocates in this thing. Right. That are just. Constantly, and I'm looking. I'm like, you know, that's a sacrifice. People can say whatever they want. Yes, the bow hunting league. You know, I got it started. I got, you know, I got all this stuff going. But it's their league. It's not 
my league. It's, you know, we all, you know, I'm, I move stuff around and I'm trying to make other opportunities, but like, it's their league, it's our league, you know? And, um, and that's, what's so cool is everybody takes ownership and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, keep it free. You know, like, you know, I've had, I've had so many people come to me, like, you know, when we hit 400 teams, they're like, man, if you just charge each person a dollar, you'd have $1,200. I'm like, I don't want (laughs) $1,200. Like, I don't, I don't want $1,200 in, um, like when, you know how, when somebody gives you money, I don't want to, I don't want them to get $1,200 of work out of me. You know what I'm saying? I'm already going to give that to them, but like, I don't want to be on the hook for, you know what I'm saying? Like, Hey, that's an extra thing, you know? And that's the thing we've got. Um, um, but there's, uh, like I said, there's, we're at 1,242 teams last year, 37 to 26 competitors had almost a hundred thousand. We had 98,000 inches of antler entered. Good. Uh, yep. It's a lot. Um, I didn't think we'd get in. I mean, I, you know, I don't, I don't know where this ends, you know, but like, sure. I didn't think we'd be doing that. Um, those kind of numbers, our average buck is always around to one thirty. Mm-hmm. So we'll have several over 140 150 lots of big deer you know great big deer and then we'll have a pile of 105s to 115s and sure. some of them some of them come from me you know like you know uh somebody that doesn't know me or you know or or know my buddy matt powell or any of us i mean we are not I mean, when it's rut and stuff, and if it's a big bodied eight pointer and he comes through and he's 132, he's getting shot. Sure. I mean, that's just, we're having, we're there to have fun. I ain't changing the way I do things because of the contest. But anyway, um, but yeah, that's, that's what we're full of, full of just regular dudes um, that want to go deer hunting and want to talk to people about it, you know? Well, it, so walk us through like, like, um, it's three three man teams, right? Mm-hmm. But but then you, can, you, you can like individually in your own state, right? Um, mm-hmm. Walk us through kind of how how it works as far as all right. You get your three man team just from A to Z, and then also let, let's say you know it's a guy in Florida and he doesn't have a team, but he wants to try and shoot the biggest buck in Florida for the bow hunting league that year. How how, mm-hmm. how does that part work? Okay, so three man team. It doesn't matter where your teammates are from. You can be any of the United States, even Canada. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's your top buck per guy creates your team score. Okay. Yes. Unlimited upgrades. We tell everybody enter every deer you kill. Okay. There are individual things like you're saying. You have the state, the top buck per state. There is a prize for the top buck per state. Okay. Yep. Doesn't matter if it's um the standard you know our our base package which is zinger fletches a taggett decal um and well and then we then we have pro shops that are sponsoring the states uh we're getting pro shops on board where they're throwing in flagship bows okay it can be whatever brand that they want okay yep um it's just like we're 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 working all that you know like we've got these state things also, we have what's called uh, King of Tines, okay? So King of Tines is your top five bucks uh, for the year and unlimited upgrades on it, too. Only one of them can be from an outfitter, though, gotcha. um, for that for that ranking. However, you can use an outfitter buck 
for your top buck for your team too like it does you know and um i want to touch on that just for a second because like when that 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 rule is carefully crafted okay anytime something gets put in to for the rules or or any of those processes they go through like five or six levels of scrutiny i send it to the most critical people i know about the contest and they've been here a lot forever and the reason we use the the ralph fitter rule okay why do we allow them okay a lot of people say i get that all the time you don't need to allow outfitter bucks blah 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 blah. well first off all outfitters aren't created equal okay mm -hmm. there are a lot of situations where guys will get a flashy fancy you know with uh, outfitter that has an amazing lodge and amazing food and they would be better off staying there but driving 30 minutes down the road and climb up on a ridge on public land. 100%. You know? Yeah. I mean, I've seen that several times. Okay. The next thing is not everybody lives or has access to good hunting land. So let's say they find a good, a good outfitter, right? Um, Joe Goodwin's one that I know of right now. He's a, he's a competitor and he runs a really small outfitting gig puts you know this isn't an ad for him it's just he's just a good dude right sure. very small very selective hunts blah 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 he um um so let, let's let's say there's a guy that lives in i don't know alabama right and he wants to get after a, a kentucky buck every year well he gives joe a call and, and it's cheaper for him because he's only going to have five days off of work <laughs> yeah he's limited on time he doesn't have time to scout, hang stands all the time. He wants to hunt the rut in a good deer state. Well, he calls Joe, goes up there, takes his sacrifice of three grand or whatever it costs. That's a sacrifice. You know, he's a working class dude. Like, there's no reason we should penalize him for wanting to go hunt an outfitter when he doesn't have quality deer to hunt at home. And it and it's, you know, he don't want to pay 10 grand on a lease to hunt five days, right? Right. So that's what he does. That's makes sense. Business, very fiscally smart, right? He wants to hunt good deer. That's how he does it. Well, but the thing is, what we don't want is we don't want a guy going around and paying five individual outfitters to win the king of times, right? Yeah, he, because, he bought it. Yeah, he right. bought it. That's he right. bought it. He, yep. you know, he, he, he said, I ain't doing none of the work. I'm just, which is still a sacrifice. Why, 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 how can I hate on a guy for spending, 30 to 40 grand to kill five big deer to show everybody i'm not it's he sacrificed somewhere else to get that money right sure. like he's you know and that but at the same time it's just not a good fit for our our uh general group right no i so, think that's a, that's a fair compromise absolutely yeah so we do that we have king of times we have that so last so um at the end of the year, we 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 started. Uh, so last year was the third one. We do a end of the year hunt. Okay, we take the top. We start off just taking the top ten king of times, right? Um, at, at at the end of uh, at the end of the calendar year. So season was still going on. Everybody's still hunting, but we wanted the end of the year finale hunt. We didn't want to wait. We didn't want to have people qualify and then they the following year they go hunt together. No, the excitements wore off. The stories have been told 15, 20 times. We want to get everything when it's fresh, right? So we get everybody together, the top 10 king of times. They go to the showdown. Everybody gets an invite to go to the showdown. Showdown, first two years, we, we started in Florida. We were hunting North Florida and staying at Airbnb and hunting, uh, hunting 
public land. Okay. Uh, last year, one of the King of Tines guys, they uh, he opened up his deer camp in Arkansas. All right. It was just family deer camp. You know, he's traveling in Illinois, everything all throughout the year, but he had a place. He wanted a place where he could take his kids and just a place to have deer camp, right? It was insane how much fun that was. We're hunting post rut, you know, we're putting post rut deer. No, we only had a couple people even saw a buck, right? And we, yeah. we invited 22 people. We invited people. We started a doe contest last year too. And we invited people from it, King of Tines, top team. We opened up a traditional vision, uh, division, traditional archers, because that's, it should be its own thing. Of course. So we invited, so we, there was 22 people invited. All right. We invited the top um, top five bucks that were entered that year. We want I want to get everybody that's jacked up about their year to come to that hunt because the idea you see what I'm saying? Like you oh, got all cool. these fresh stories, everybody's gonna and we know who it is because we saw their success. It's amazing. So catch this invited 22 people across the nation, including Canada. We had 17 show up. We had wow. two guys come from Saskatchewan. They traveled two days to get down to this thing to oh, go hunt geez. spikes. Go hunt spikes on public land in Arkansas. Yes. That's, so that whole experience, you know, it's 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 different. You know, if you just throw like seventeen hunters, like, hey, I need seventeen bow hunters, right? If you just throw seventeen bow hunters in a groom, yeah, it's gonna be a good time, right? Yep. But you throw 17 bona fide killers that had just killed big deer. We had a guy that had 170, Dwayne Spann killed a 175 inch uh, Tennessee buck with his recurve. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. It takes a lot of guts to hunt a deer like that with a recurve when you know he's there, mm -hmm. you know? And, but anyway, you get all these guys together, right? It is an energy that's unmatched. You know, we're all. It's like, you know, February time frame. So we've all recuperated from the rut, but we still like it's it's just something to look forward to other than shed season. Right. And other yeah. than turkey season, this is like the grand finale. Here it is. Bam. And guess what? You ain't stressed out about the rut. I get stressed during the rut. I'm <laughs> I am not. I'm still a pretty happy person. I'm glad I get to go hunting. But but it's I mean, it is not. It is not a relaxed period of time, right? For, and if chaos. it's relaxed for me, let's say I smash a big one. It's relaxed for me, good for me, and everybody's picking up energy, happy for me. But guess what? They immediately get more stressed because they know there's another one that's been killed. And so they're like, man, i got to really get after it. But anyway, saying all that, do the showdown. That's that's another piece of, of the thing. Yeah. Uh, we, have a doe, we had a doe contest got started last year. There was over 400 does entered in this doe contest. Wow. I mean, you're look, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just like literally something for everyone. Like, mm -hmm. um, you know, you just, like you said, the states, right? Alabama, Florida, Mississippi, South Carolina, um, all the states. No matter what state you're hunting, you're, you're, you're eligible for prizes. You know what I'm saying? It's not always about the biggest deer. Yeah. Um, and and that's and but again it is about the biggest deer because at the same time those guys get rewarded we take care of them those are the best prizes right but there's always something something for everybody you know 
No, that's awesome, man. I, I tell you, it, it it's when you ran me through it in in Indiana. You know, I, I was immediately um, grasping the idea. You know, thinking about how the camaraderie would be there, how you know, hunting has changed, and and we're going to kind of segue into this. You and I talked about this a little bit on email. Um, hunting has changed over the years, right? I mean, it used to be a thing where, you know, guys hunted for food. You know, that, that was the whole the whole point of, of going out and hunting. Um, yeah. You know, and, and, and lots of guys enjoyed the adventure, but the, the main point was to provide protein for, for family and village and friends and whatever else. And, you know, as, as modern civilization changed, you know, we don't necessarily have to hunt for our food. I, I still do. Like I shot a hog mm -hmm. Monday night. I processed it Tuesday. I saw that. <laughs> I, yeah, I processed processed it Tuesday morning, and I'm gonna uh, grill it this weekend. I've got pork chops and and uh, pork loins that are going on the grill this weekend, and, and we're gonna eat it and enjoy it. And I, I killed it Monday, um, so I still do a lot of that, and and think it's important. Um, we we eat deer meat three three nights a week. Anything with hamburger, you know, that's that's part of what we do as a family. Mm -hmm. A lot of guys aren't like that. You know, a lot of guys, right. um, you know, they, they shoot a deer, they they take it to a processor, they give it away, they put the trophy on the wall, and that's the end of it. And that's okay, too. Mm -hmm. As long, I'm, I'm fine as long as that animal is getting consumed by somebody. Mm -hmm. If you take its life, it deserves the respect yeah. of being consumed. That's why they're on the planet. And, and not to get super philosophical, but, you know, like anything else, you know, Osseo gear, when we started, you know, you get some hate, you get some trolls, you get guys that don't don't understand it. You know, with a bow hunting league like this, when, when you're putting the focus on, you know, the, the, the size of the animal, I, I know you, you've been hit with this, you know, mm -hmm. maybe it's not ethical, maybe, you know, hey, you're headed in the wrong, you're taking hunting in the wrong direction. I totally disagree with that, but I want to be the devil's advocate here because I'm yeah. certain there's some of our, our listeners right now that are that are thinking this exact question. So just want to let you go on that for a minute, you know, and to bring that up so so you would have a minute to explain that and explain the Bow Hunting's League kind of stance on that. Okay. So you're saying so the question is, uh, is it good for deer hunting? Yeah, is it good uh, for deer hunting? Just good, just good for the tradition and things like that. Yeah, is it good okay. for deer hunting? Yeah, yeah, is it good for deer hunting or is it bad for deer hunting? I guess that would be okay. the, the question. Okay. So, first off, we don't have to get everybody, right? Yep. If somebody, if somebody has a hardcore belief that they cannot get past and can't have an open mind and can't see us for what we actually are. I don't want to change their mind. I don't want them anywhere around us, right? Because because life's short, my days are numbered, and like um, I don't know how many days I got, but like uh, hope this ain't on some kind of clip in six months. I get a car wreck or something stupid. But <laughs> it's not going but, <laughs> but yeah, at least let me get uh, uh, at least let me get through Christmas. But mm -hmm. anyway, uh, but what I'm saying is, um, I we, it's not you know. It's not, it's not our, it's not my objective to change anybody's mind. Right. So the next thing is, um, so somebody's on the fence, right? How could the, how could this be good for hunting? Right. How could this to explain to me how this could be good for hunting? Right. Yep. Just like you said, deer hunting's changed, right? 
what changed with deer hunting? It used to be about family. It used to be about your neighbors. If you saw a deer, you told somebody at the coffee shop or at the gas station and everybody talked about it, right? Or if you killed one, you checked it in. So, so, you know, they run next time they see somebody because they didn't have cell phones. Next time they see somebody, did you see, oh, uh, Joe killed a 12 pointer. Did yep. you, have you seen pictures of it? Yeah, it's hanging on the wall at the gas station. You had to go to the dang gas station to see a picture of the deer, right? Or go to Joe's house to see it, right? So, in a sense, so how's it good for hunting, right? We literally have deer camp. Like, it's a giant deer camp. Like, there's yep. no, like, that. that's it. Like, and you get the information immediately. You don't have to hear it a week from now. And, and when we do our... Uh, you know, we do Facebook Live uh, uh, recoveries, okay? I'll get a PM from a guy. You know, I talk to, I mean, I don't know how many people I talk to a week, but I have somebody PM me, just shot a big and pretty sure I saw him go down. I say, hey, hold on a second. Let me send you a link and we're going to do this recovery because you get that raw emotion. Get, you know, you don't, you only get to experience that for every deer you, you know, help drag out or your own bucks, right? How cool is it to be able to do that with thousands, of, you know, opportunity to do that with tens or hundreds of different guys that, that participate sure. in that, right? Yeah. So, so, how, so is it good? You know, how is, how is it good? Well, it makes it a better experience and it, and it increases the amount of uh, satisfaction and joy for us hunters, because realistically the ones that are, are here and enjoying themselves, are the only ones that matter we i'm not we don't if somebody is literally um you know like there are reasons there's thousands of reasons for somebody not to like this right but if they can't get joy out of it we don't need them like we sure. don't because i i'm of no value to them I'm, all i'm doing is bringing them down sure i'm, I'm breaking that relationship immediately because i don't want i don't want to be a negative thing on them right right um but, and that's the way I look at it, you know, like, how does it, how's it, how, for me, it's myself, I get personal satisfaction every time I see my top buck get bucked down the list of the <laughs> overall, because I'm, because I'm like, somebody, you know, for what it's worth, somebody, somebody just passed me, right? And I'm probably PMing them, or I'm going to see them talk about it in a story, and like, you know, I, I, I get a little piece from that. And I'm, and then I'm also thinking that a lot of times the guys will like describe the situation or they'll like post like a video or a video of the hunt. And I'm like, dang, I've got to go sit my hub scrape on that, on that bench right now. Like he's, this guy's in, in central Illinois and he just killed this buck in the afternoon, you know, three o'clock in the afternoon working a scrape. I know exactly where I'm going. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's things like that. You know, it's not me like having to orchestrate and plan everything. Like I'm picking up details and like, you know, like that's probably not a bad idea for me to be sitting that, um, sit that inside corner off that cornfield right now or whatever, you know, like it, it just adds to, to the stuff. What's really cool is, um, and it's so simple. We've got, I've got all these little Facebook messenger groups that I'm in, right? The showdown, we have a showdown legacy group. Every single person that's ever attended the showdown is in this legacy group. Lots of guys will go to the showdown, like the ones that get invited, you know, it's a very select few, but the guys that get invited, a lot of times, those guys will only get to go one time in their life. 
because they killed a mega deer or their team struck, you know, had got struck by, you know, struck lightning or whatever. Yeah, gold, sure. Whatever it is, struck gold. And then, you know, they got that in, they got, they got their name in and they got in there. Right. And they may never get to go again, but guess what? They get all the camaraderie from the showdown group. Uh, and we follow along and we're texting and like, I mean, there's 30 people in that thing. Right. So like, so we're, talking about season and sharing pictures and stuff so i'm able to follow along somebody's private story and their private chase of the deer and then when they connect guess what they do they do one of these calls just like me and you did they do a group call and whoever can answer is watching them recover that deer or they are they can give play by play guys i just freaking killed him good yeah you can't like the thing is like it, it, it went that's the best part for me Al. Everybody can't have my experience, but they guys can get parts of things or like, you know, so like, is it good? Is it good? Is it good for, is it really good? No, it's fantastic for hunting for me. Yeah. And it's for the guys. And that's the thing. It's only the ones that, so that it's really like, kind of like, you know, like a troll thing, right? They come at you and they say, you're just trying to be the next brand X or brand Y, or you're not doing anything original. What do you think? They've never even seen your stuff, right? Sure. It's always somebody that that sees social media or something online, and they've never felt it in their hand, or never worn worn it in the field, or you know anything, or even have a friend that owns it. Right? They're saying like you're doing this, or you're copying this, or you're just doing this. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's the same thing that happens with us. You know, I don't ever get guys they've been in the group two, three years, even if they didn't sign up, I've never get a guy that's been around two, three years and says, hunting's not a competition. Why are you doing this? They don't ever do that because they know, yeah, competition is part of this thing, but that's how we get everybody to show up. Yeah. Yeah. It's so much more than that. It's so much more than that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I agree 100 um, percent. It, it there is a but you know, I, I compete with that deer all year long. You know, mm-hmm. that, that's really who I'm competing with is, Hell is yeah. the deer. I find the deer I want to kill and I'm competing with him all year long. You know, yeah. if if you, you know I'm so far past the jealousy when somebody, a buddy of mine kills a big one. I'm so happy for him because I know how much work goes into that. Mm -hmm. It's so much work that goes into targeting a specific deer and killing him. Um, Mm -hmm. The the jealousy part of it eventually goes away. You know, it it seems like that the younger guys, you know, or jealous or the guys that are just getting into hunting specific yeah. deer or just getting into killing big deer. There's jealousy there. It must be and nice crowd. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, yeah, that, the, the Cameron Haynes thing must, must be nice. Yeah. That, that's yeah. exactly right. Um, yeah. But you know, with Osseo, we, you know, when we started out, it was quite a bit, but it, it's funny. I screenshotted um, most all of those comments and I, and I put them in a motivational folder. And, huh. and those are the things that kept me up until three o'clock in the morning and got me up at, you know, 4 a.m. To, to, to work. And, you know, I, I look back at some of them now and, and we'll go into our customer database. And some of those people have, have bought thousands of dollars of our clothing, you know, and, and, and of course, I've never and said it's not, and Yeah. And it's not it's not that you won. It's that they won, too. Yeah, they, absolutely they, right. You know, like, yeah. And the thing is, they're customers because they finally freaking got it. 
you find me, you find me a qual. You know, there's lots of quality hunting gear out there. Sure, there's lots of stuff, right? Lots of but stuff. But you find, but you find me a qual. You find me a quality hunting gear that's a little bit lower end on the high end price. Okay, but you just find me a quality hunting gear manufacturer, and you show me a killer. Yep. You show me the guy. Show me the CEO, you know, like, yeah, that isn't just going on guided stuff just for photo ops. Show me a true killer, a guy that would literally say, you know what? I'm tagged out in my state. I'm going to go hunt public public land somewhere. I'm just going to go. For, I'm going to go meet up with my buddy and go hunt over here. You know, just, you know, go hog hunting on the weekend just to <laughs> go shoot a hog and kill it and eat it. You know what I'm saying? Show me one. And, and that's the thing. Like, that's that's what that's what we get with all of our sponsors sure. like i don't have i i cannot send like I, I cannot i have it may happen someday in some capacity but like i will have zero luck um it's a waste of my time for me to email and say hey if you're interested in donating prizes to our contest you know they don't they don't get it because i can't like i can't explain it to somebody that that doesn't understand right yeah. that doesn't that doesn't have that isn't like a killer first and then because you're a killer first and then a a, a hunting gear you know osseo gear owner yeah yeah, that, that, yeah i'm gonna i'm yeah. gonna keep hunting no matter you know yeah no, no matter what and and for me and and the guys yeah. that you know we that, that, that are part of the the team 200 group that signed up and that team osseo that signed up the, the prizes that's all nice and good and, cool. and, and, and yeah it's cool but that that's that's not why we're here mm -hmm. we're here to be part of the group and and you know spread this thing around and get more people involved you know that mm -hmm. you know if we win the thing or or win the state or or king antlers or whatever it may be that's awesome and we we, we get some prizes but again that's not really the reason for us the reason for us is is to build that tribe right build that mm -hmm. tribe of hunters and and camaraderie and yeah. bounce things off and you know i'm gonna i'm gonna segue again into into something else because i know we're, we're closing in on your time here but um i've got i've got some time but yeah okay all right cool yeah. well, that, that's good I'm, I'm i'm glad so we we may go over an hour a little bit and that, that's okay that's fine perfectly fine so, so what I what I wanted to what we do with with all of our guests, if you will, and um, we, we try with Mission Whitetail to pr provide uh, value um, outside of gear, and you know, with the hunting league, which we've introduced people to. Let's talk about you and your hunting because you've killed quite a few deer. Um, mm -hmm. And every time I talk to somebody, I want to hear. A, a buck story, a strategy, how they killed a particular deer, what they did to do it. And and I do that everywhere I go. Everybody, I try and talk with them and, and hear the story from, from soup to nuts on a particular deer that was a challenge that maybe they hunted an entire season or multiple seasons. Do you have a buck like that you could share with us and kind of how you went through the entire process of killing him? Yep. So, um, I've got uh, a couple of stories, but the, you know, let's just, let's talk about my biggest. Buck. Okay. Okay. Um, so, uh, I, I hunt a, I hunt a Navy base, um, that the other employees are like 3,500 employees, but everybody that's an employee there can hunt it. Right. So while it's restrictive, it still has its public land issues. Right. Sure. 
it's a basically uh, continuous, uh, but it does have managed timber, but like a continuous chunk of cover, like 50, over 50,000 acres. Okay. Mm. But you know how it is. Big timber is not easy. <laughs> you can kill in, you can kill in, but to kill a great big one or to like say, I'm going after this size class, you know, you may go three or four hunts middle of November and not see a deer. Sure. Like, and you may have, you know, but what I decided to do that year, this was the first year I did it. And like, I've had success with it since then. Um, I said, you know what? Like I, I hunted like the first five or six days of the season and I was sitting in on acorn flats, dumping out into freshly cut, cut cornfields, you know, that's around the base and stuff. Like I was just like, this is legit. You know, this is it, right? This is what how time I year? Well, yeah, what yeah. time of year? So it's early October. Early October. So, gotcha. Yeah, first week of season in Indiana, but we we do have a good acorn drop by then. Sure. And uh, you know, and that's and I'm seeing sign, right? Like I'm like I'm I'm all over this, right? I'm I'm doing this. But what I was doing is I didn't like I went and I wouldn't seen anything. Like I was just like I, this should be so easy, you know, like this is so limited on these people blah blah blah. But what I didn't realize is not all signs created equal, right? This is like, and I cut my teeth. I learned how to deer hunt when I moved to Indiana. Okay. I was hunting small properties in Tennessee that, you know, and I was over hunting them. I was, I, when it was, a season was open, by golly, I was going in there. You know, I didn't know, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, I just, but I killed deer, like, cause I freaking hunted all the time. So you're yeah. going to kill deer. And, and, and I tell a lot of people like, and that's kind of my slogan anyway, like my motto or whatever, ooh, you know, whatever. But, um, <laughs> I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a good deer hunter. I just hunt a lot. Like, and, <laughs> that's, and that's fine. Like it works. But what I did is I said, you know, I went like five days and I, like five hunts and I was just like, I didn't see anything. And I was like, I am wasting my time. I said, I'd rather be walking around. So what I do, I started walking around because it's such a big place. And I covered one Saturday, um, which is, you know, it's still, you know, it's not great. I mean, it's still ticks and all that stuff, you know, early October. I covered like eight miles and, you know, one, you know, one Saturday and slowly, you know, but just worked my, I walked ridge after ridge after ridge. And I found uh, uh, three spots that had um, clusters of scrapes in isolated areas. Okay, and what and what I do is like when I'd find it, um, I found the spot, and I'd say, okay, where am I at? First off, yeah. So I look at where I'm at, and I was like, okay, how do I get here? Right, and I'd find the the closest drain or um you know uh ridge that i didn't you know connecting ridge that i didn't think anything would be coming from i said this is my access right i did all that one day found three spots okay then i said i'm not hunting anymore in this hot weather not doing it i'm i'm, I'm <laughs> gonna spend time with my wife gonna go out to dinner um work around the house get everything done right prioritize my time because I told her, I said, when on Wednesday, when it's cold, after work, I'm going hunting. The first, so my first sit on one, the first three spots I found, my very first sit, 
went in there, got conned up. I was like, know where I'm at. I walked by one of the freaking scrapes, which I, you know, thought about like my wind and like, hey, can I kill him when he gets there before he hits my wind? Yep. You know, before he crosses me, can I, when he stops, when he smells my track, am I going to be able to shoot him to have a, yep. So like, and here's the tree because of this wind, blah, blah, blah. Very first sit, I walked the biggest deer I've ever walked. He was a, um, probably, I'd say, I mean, he's well into the 140s. Um, oh, yeah. But, 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 but he had, he was just an acorner. But he had one of his brow, his brow was over 10 inches long on one side. It was crazy. I was like, when I first saw him, you know, you know, you see him deer through the canopy and stuff. And he had his head down eating acorns. And I put my, my binoculars on him. And he, I saw that brow and I said, oh, my God, here we go. And when he came in, he had broke the other one off. Gotcha. And I said, and I still almost shot him. Maybe he's still been, he's still been in the 130s, easy upper 130s, mid 30s. And and I drew on him and I said, nope. I said, this is my first sit. I said, I've killed deer that score like that before. That deer got broke off by something, may have been a two year old, but I said, you got broke off by something. Yeah. And I said, you know what? I said, you got lucky and I put bow down and I, but you know what I did? I didn't go back and sit that spot again. I said, I'm going to the next one now, but this is now here we go. A learning event, right? So here we go. Here's learning events. Yep. So I get this great idea that I'm going to beat this, beat a deer to bed. Right. I found this other spot and I was like, hell, there's hundreds of spots like this on base. Right. See, I, I was, I started getting careless. I got cocky. I was like, I'm all over. I got this figured out. I'm going to go in and shoot one before he comes to bed. Okay. Well, I get to the spot and I see eyes in front of me with my headlamp and I'm standing there. I'm like, those look pretty far apart. <laughs> like, and I, like I hadn't walked on a, up on a bunch of deer. And what I've learned is like, it just my experience is like a lot of times does get up and run way faster than a buck will. And this deer just stared at me. So I just backed up, climbed up in the tree. And I was like, he's bedded down, whatever. I'm like 50 yards from this deer. Now, you know, I backed up though. Cause I knew if I climbed a tree right on top of him, he's gone. Right. I backed up. He never moved. I get, it starts breaking daylight. I hear it. And I look and he's rubbing like he, there's messing around, messing, you know, scraping stuff, working his way away from me. He knew something. He didn't think it was human, but he's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm over this. Or he may have been in between. He may have been going to his regular bed and he may have just been bedded down like late, you know, late evening, you know, late night, you know, you know, right. 3 a.m. bedding down after eating acorns and go to his real bed. Right. You know, with the wind, waiting for the wind to pick up, whatever. So he do a lot of stuff. But anyway, but I was like. After that hunt, I was like, I may have just screwed this place up. What am I doing? I was like, I need to, uh, but then I had a wind switch and like, I was still hunting that cluster, but I was coming, I was going to, I was like, I'm going to come in a different way. So first sit in there, you know, chilling, got huge doe herd comes through. They come through, feed their way through and go on. Like they're going to go all like off the toe of the ridge and I'm like, that's good. And like at that point in time, I'd started learn, understanding. I didn't want those loitering around. Like I want them to come through, leave their scent and leave. Yep. Like I don't want them hanging around. Well, about 
twilight time, you know, like, you know, magic, magic time or magic 30 minutes. Here they come back. I'm like, damn, like, I, I was like, this ain't good. Cause I was like, if I'm gonna kill one, I'm gonna kill one right now. I'm sitting there, I'm contemplating. I almost, cause I run those off. If I'm going into a place, like if it's public land and I have does loitering around, I'll let them know I'm here. I'm like, hey, you know, hey, dear. Like, and they'll just walk off, you know, don't blow or anything, just walk off. But like, I want them away from me. Well, right before I did that, here, I look over and there's a beech tree just doing this. And I'm like, here, here he comes. Here comes the freaking king. And I'm, I'm, 80% sure it's the same buck. I mean, like, the thing mm-hmm. is, a deer like this, he's the biggest body deer, but matured out October 17th. You know, I didn't give you a time frame, but, like, that was, really? you know, you get them clusters, get the clusters of scrapes that time of year, you know, right before they start scraping everywhere, and everybody's like, oh, see the sun. Well, it doesn't matter because it's freaking everywhere, dude. Like, yeah. if you got deer, you got sun, you know, late October. I was like, but those clusters – you find like the, you know, all that, you you know, you're in one like, and he ain't going far because he's eating there and he's bedding there and he's close. Right. Very, you know, very simple way of strategy. Right. Here you come. So he's walking freaking perfect. Going to walk right down this kind of, it's almost like a backbone ridge. Going to walk right. He's just working his scrapes. He's work, cruising through all the cluster of scrapes I had. Just easing through them. Right. And, uh, you know, he's got the wind in his face. Of course, I'm on the head of a little drain that I walked up to access where he can't, like, he can't get under me, right? He's not going to walk right there, but he's almost like a skinny wind, right? Kind of blowing to his direction, but it's blowing off the ridge instead of right in his face. But he's working on scrapes, gets about, I don't know, 25 yards, but he's facing me, and he sees the does below me. They're below me on the ridge feeding. What does he do? Gonna go check them, right? Of course. Turns, turns, comes right down. I mean, at this point, I'm like, okay, like, you know, I hadn't drawn yet, but I was like waiting for him to like turn or like get behind a tree to draw. Gets behind tree, I freaking draw. He's gonna walk in a 22 yard hole. I'm gonna, it's gonna be over with, right? Easy. Like, you can do that any time, any way. You can do that with your other eye. Like, it doesn't matter, you know? And is when I drew, Dang, the does, there's like six of them. Like, I think half of them saw me flip <laughs> out because not only are they, not only are they tired of my shit, but they're also tired of his shit because he's been messing with them probably sure. for two weeks, right? And way too early. Yeah, yeah way too early because he's rutted up. His neck's like this. He's ready. And he's like, you ready? And like, they, you ain't ready to get off my ridge, right? Yeah. So like, and that's, and it exploded. Well, he bounded and i'd already ranged and everything but he bounded about i thought 40 yards well i had a second pin on my site and i was shooting my in my yard all the time with the second pin i knew i was like punt like he's toast i was like i still got him did not have time to range obviously he got full alert you know the whole deal held on his heart shot he never moved it was 45 46 yards right under him Oof. so gone right yep um talk talk to everybody i was like guys you can believe it blah 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 come to find out like i was like you know what screw it he didn't know what happened because i watched him bound away but then i watched him 
every now and then I take catch a glimpse of him working a scrape or feeding. Like he wasn't going very far. He didn't know what happened. Right. He didn't ever smelled me. And I was like, and I was like, here's the thing. My only chance of killing that deer is tomorrow. I was like, because he went that direction, but tomorrow night, he's going to come by this tree and smell where I was at. And he's going to be off this ridge. He's not going to run far. He's not going to go to another state, but he's going to move 200 yards down. and going to be able to find him. I was like, I was like, but he, I knew he went to the crop fields down the ridge and away. So I confidently, I was like, unless he does some big, huge loop in the morning and walks by my tree, he ain't going to know I was here. And I was like, but because we believe in that, like you can only hunt a tree one time, like, because, uh, you know, they smell you at night or the next day they end up walking by you and then they let, you know, whatever. So I had opposite wind. It warmed up, but I had opposite wind. He did exactly what you think a deer, a deer would do. He switched to the other side of the ridge because of leeward, you know, leeward wind. And um, the rest is history. He came right up. Had a he walked was feeding. Brown actually went got in my wind underneath me. Didn't know I was there. Smashed him at thirty two yards. Watched him go down. But I did. I didn't get sorry for myself. You know, I was like, hey, what do I have? I have a big deer here. It's so hard to find one. Hunt it again until I don't see him, right? Sure. And then that's, and that's, but, I, you know, and that's the thing, like, but again, I was like, instead of being stupid and saying, well, I could probably hunt that side of the ridge. I was like, think like he's going to think. He's going to be on the leeward side of that ridge. You're in his area. Get over on the bulletproof side. That way, if he does what, it, if he does what he did the ne- the, the day before, might be able to call him in or if he does what i think he's going to do just do that so doesn't make you an expert when you pick it right right you know it doesn't make you the best hunter in the world but dang makes you makes you feel like you 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 are yeah you you know absolutely no you 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 accomplished your goal you put a plan together you had you 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 asked yourself why you put a plan together you executed it and we we talk about that all the time is is that's how you learn is mm-hmm. when you just go in the woods blindly and climb up a tree and just sit there and there there's no plan yeah. you're not learning anything you might get lucky exactly. you might walk right under you but we, I, I tell guys all the time because I get a lot of messages about hey I'm just getting started what 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 are the some of the first steps the first steps are make a plan right wrong or indifferent yeah. make a plan execute it and if it fails you learn from it if it works you learn from it and and yeah. that's a that's a, a prime example i was going to ask you that the first time you were in there that was an all-day set you were in there the whole day no it was just after work i literally changed my out of my work clothes and threw my camo on and climbed up the ridge and, and that like, was I mean, that was the first time you you saw him when you shot right under him yep that was yeah, the first it, time it, i saw because I, I which i had the encounter that the the, the weekend before it was right. on saturday i got to go in the morning i'm pretty sure it was him Yep. And the thing is, the reason I think it's him is because where he, where I saw him at was where, um, uh, the, um, where I had the, where I ended up, where he ended up bedding from. Okay. You know, in, in just even talking to you, like, you know, can you, you know, he knew something was up. I left all that ground scent that morning and obviously it didn't scream up for moving early and the next day but he bedded somewhere different right sure and then the like but does it you know how much how much can we actually screw him up you know and like and i didn't like i i guess he just this deer may have just been the most arrogant deer that's ever been and like he just doesn't care what happens in there 
because sure. he's the king. He's not scared of nothing. He's been with, he, if anything, he's got more buck interactions than anything. And he's just fighting and fighting and keeping them run off. So maybe he had already claimed his territory. It may have been nothing I could have done to, you know, to bump him off. But sure, sure. Um, and, and what what kind of a deer was he, Ben? Uh, I'll show you. Yeah, please do. Guys, you're looking on YouTube. You're going to get to see him right here. So 162. Um, let me get it on him right here. Oh, he's one six. Yeah, he's he's really tall. Got really good brows. You know, biggest frame deer I've I've ever killed. He's um, beautiful, man. But he now he's a you know he's got a little deal right here. Yeah, see the kicker. He's got a little here. kicker off the back. Okay. Yeah. Um, he's got actually two little kickers off the back, which makes him an eleven pointer. But he's a main frame eight. As a main frame eight, he's uh, uh, I think he's like. 155 or something gross man he's so a great pretty, looking buck pretty pretty good uh pretty there's some other deer but uh pretty good um yeah pretty good very buck, good you know 30 it was at the time it was uh 31 inches bigger than anything i'd ever killed man that's that's awesome <laughs> so, yeah that is deal. awesome and so my Dude. my takeaway from my takeaway from that story is 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 two things the the first one you went into an area and you hunted and it, it, instead of just grinding it out you said wait a minute there's sign in here but but something's not right i'm not seeing deer so instead of doing the same thing over and over again you got yeah. down and went and found spots yeah um so, so so you educated yourself you changed things completely up and you went somewhere different then, then phase phase two, what I'm gathering is you, you found multiple places. You said, all right, I'm going to blow it all up. I'm going to blow up everything. I'm going to go in here and blow everything up, and I'm going to find everything I can. I'm going to work my tail off all day and walk all these ridges. I'm going to find the best two or three spots that I can find, and then I'm getting out of here. I'm getting out of mm -hmm. here until the weather gets right. It gets closer to that pre-rut time. And then I'm going to dive back in when I got the right wind. I've, I've put my plan together. And then you got back in there. And then, then part three of that uh, learning curve or, or education I'm getting from your story is you shot at the deer. You missed him. Instead of throwing your bow out of the tree and, and, and commit <laughs> Harry Carey, you, 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 you shook it off real quick. And you said, okay, what, what you know, that, that's the past. You know, that happened. That's over with. What, what, is, what is the next move here? The, the next move is I watched that buck calm down. He went and worked a scrape. He's not that boogered. I know right where he's bedded. I got a mm -hmm. different win tomorrow. I'm going to get back in there and try him again and, and see what happens. And then I also have my spot number three, that if I need to yep. go to spot number three, I can go to spot number mm -hmm. three. And then I can start over again back at spot number one. So that, mm -hmm. that that's what I gathered from that story, and 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 feel like that you know that's 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 super valuable, man. That that's going to mm -hmm. give a lot of guys that get in that situation things, you know, little pearls of wisdom, knowledge that that guys can throw in their hat and and, mm -hmm. and have for when they get in situations like that. So that that's never that's never leave never leave never leave deer to find deer. No Ever. sir, that's if right. If you if there's one you want to shoot, don't leave him until he's gone. Yep. Until you think he's gone, and a testament to that, my uh, my buddy Matt, last year, he hunted this one buck. I don't want to give out too much information. He don't really care, but like <laughs> he hunted this one buck, and he was really nice. I'm talking. He's a he's a once and he was a 
once in a never time for a Tennessee hunter, right? And he hunted this thing. Uh, he had a couple little bulletproof places he could get. He could see a long ways. He hunted this thing, I don't know, man, like 20-something hunts in a row. And he was just getting enough pictures of him and just enough just to keep him just a little bit interested. He's right on the edge of this deer. You know, it's not like he could go anywhere he wants, right? Sure. Got all these private land and stuff. But he was getting just enough. And it was the, early enough in the year that he felt like he could get it done. There was a ton of does in the area. And he's like, the first one that gets in, this deer's going to come walking right here, work his scrape, I'm shooting. And he never killed him. Um, but, you know, he wasn't going to leave to go find one that didn't exist. Cause the thing is he had other deer he could have shot. He's getting really nice deer. Like he could hunt, you know, one fifties and stuff. Like, you know, those are great deer. Like for Tennessee and a lot of states, yeah. great deer yeah. anywhere. Yeah. Um, but, but he, you know, that's the thing he didn't, he, he didn't leave that deer to go find deer. Right. Right. And, uh, and, but the only other thing we do, um, you know, let's say somebody doesn't have time to scout. Let's say you've got, let's say you get two days a week <laughs> yeah. to go, you know, to off. Like you can't go, you're not going to go walk around in the woods at midnight, right? To go find sign and stuff. Be, you know, obviously be mobile. Everybody knows that, you know, anybody, any true killer knows that, that that's the best way of getting on deer and have mobile set up and be able to adjust, right? But saying all that, you know, you said have a plan. So you've got this plan. You got this saddle that you're wanting to go sit, you know, like it's whatever date or whatever. You know, it can be, you know, yeah, let's just say it's rut time. You know, you, you go in there and you get to that spot and you've walked in. You pay attention to what you're seeing as you're walking in. Don't just walk to the place as fast as you can. Take your time and pay attention to everything you can. Look for tracks, look for scrapes, look for fresh rubs, stuff like that. Just pay attention. The idea is you hunt your way in. And if you get to your place and you don't see a story developing, like, hey, there's a lot of deer in here. They're piling these acorns. They're turning all the leaves up, looking for acorns, blah, blah, blah. Or if there's not any, there's no scrapes, you know, none, like barren. And there's deer activity. You know, you got two days to hunt. Keep your ass walking. Sure. Keep, keep walking. Don't like, and that's one thing that, you know, I, I mentioned Matt all the time. Like we've hunted, like we learn a lot from each other and like we hunt so much together. Like this dude will literally walk two miles in an evening hunt and then end up back at the damn truck if he doesn't find what he wants. You know, he'll climb up somewhere just for something random with no hope, right? Yeah. And he'll sit that magic because anything can happen, right? You didn't see all the sun, but but you know that it goes off like he he tries to make every especially that time of year you got to make it count don't just sit a place because of topography don't just sit a place because it's got acorns you know it may have acorns because um there aren't any deer they're eating them <laughs> they're True. two they're they're two ridges over or a ridge over eating the pin oaks you know versus you know your standard you know like is you know a white oak that you expect like, oh, there should be deer here. No, they're eating those that specific tree that's sweeter to them and blah, blah, blah. Saying all that, um, just go with purpose. Don't just go because the because a lot of people get, I love aerials, right? Everybody loves aerials and dissecting them and stuff. But 
use that, but also like go, like keep going. You don't see what you want, keep going. Blow it up. If if it does, if it sucks, it doesn't. You're not blowing anything up because there's not no deer there. You're right. You're right. No, hundred percent. But that's that's the that's the thing we with us hunting so many states and stuff and bounce around so much on public and stuff. That's what we operate on. Like we just like you got to find the you have to have you has to make sense, you know. And doesn't just like on the map. Oh, what it says because the thing is anybody can read the map. And the thing is if if other people are in the area hunting, they're probably everybody's probably pinned that spot. Right. So you don't know who's been in there, especially if you're using mobile sets. They may have been somebody in there for four straight days. Of course. And um, they've bumped the deer off 200 yards, and you'll never see those deer. And uh, sure. anyway, that's what we do. No, that's very, good very stuff, basic, man. Very simple. Very yep. simple. Yep. No, that's good, though. That, that That's absolutely good. Well, man, man, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for uh, coming on. And yeah. uh, we'll, we'll do this again. And we are super excited. Um, Adam, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to have you, man. I, I truly appreciate your uh, commitment to us. And, uh, and you know, Randall, I can't, can't thank him enough for introducing us. Uh, I'm glad because, like, you know, I want to celebrate with another, you know, sponsor, supporter um, as the season goes on. Um Appreciate you believing in us. And again, everybody, um, it's bowhuntingleague.com. It's 100% free. You just need two teammates to sign up with you. All you need is their emails. Um, and we have a very active Facebook group. Uh, you can jump in. And uh, we have a great time. Yep. Over no $50,000 in sponsors. Over $50,000 wow. in prizes. So That's it's, awesome. it's going to be a great year. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, thank you again. I appreciate Thanks. it. And it's Bow Hunting League. You, you can find it on Instagram, Facebook, and then you guys have got a website and all that. So I swear everybody can find you and, and yep. uh, get signed up. And, yeah, so hopefully we'll get some more guys, some South Carolina guys signed up. I actually don't want too many guys in South Carolina signed up. So you want to try to win? Yeah, yeah I'm going to try, try, try to win the state. A little bit of information here. South Carolina has been won back to back years by our taxidermy sponsor. Okay, Good he's deal. killed two. He he killed a big deer uh, two years ago, like great big one, like one forty five, and then uh, big, uh, just beautiful deer. And then he killed he killed the top buck last year too. So he's donating a mount, but he has to mount his own deer, which you know will never get done. Well, it did. he mounted it was his biggest ever, but like, but you know how it is. They their work comes second, right? Um, yeah. But. But anyway, so that you got some competition. Even Absolutely. Yeah. I hunt this Congaree Swamp, and there's not a whole lot of big antlers. <laughs> we got a lot of deer, but um, not, not a lot of big antlers in yeah. there. Well, good no, luck, man. Well, I sure appreciate it, Ben. Great talking with you tonight, and um, we'll keep in touch, and, and let's do this again soon. Yep. Sounds good. Thanks. All right, buddy. Thank you.